Uh, I'm a linguistics major, and one question I see around a lot on the internet is what English sounds like to a non-English speaker. So I'm here to answer that question for you. Skibbity toilet in Ohio. My grimace shake high Sinat W got reaction clips I show speed in Ohio. Baby Gronk rizzing up Livy Dunn. Alpha Sigma Patrick Bateman using W Riz to riz up Duke Dennis in Ohio. Blood is definitely not grimace shake. Ohio skibbity toilet. I hope that helped. for a little bit. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the solo episodes, episode number 54, coming at you this Friday. I uh, hope everyone has been doing well. I hope you enjoyed the guest episode last week, a beautiful change of pace, which I think was a little necessary. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, I'm really glad that you guys are continuing to support what I do. It means a lot. For those of you who don't know me, or if it's your first time listening, my name is William Bazone. Uh, this is my podcast, uh, called the Down Bass Power Hour. It's an unscripted look at my life and everything that goes on and shit that goes on in the world and and all that stuff. So if that's of interest to you, that's pretty cool. Um, the links to everything that I, I do are down in the description. I'm a Z-list YouTuber. Yes, I will die on that hill. It will be seen on my tombstone. Um, so you'll see my YouTube channel down there. You'll see my personal Twitter. You'll see my podcast Instagram. Make sure you follow that. Because who knows, maybe there's a week that I don't do an episode and you guys are like, where's the episode? Or, oh, I'm 20 episodes behind or whatever. That's how you know when they're dropping. So you can always go to Spotify and listen. Or Apple Music. forgot we're on Apple Music. And then, of course, my personal Instagram is also on there if you'd like to connect. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Always leave feedback. Five stars on Spotify. They always give those, like, generic prompts. What did you think of the episode? Um... So that that would be awesome, and yeah, no, um, I, all the feedback is important. Downbazpwrhr at gmail.com as well. Uh, that's where we are located, and thank you guys so much. We've wasted two minutes here. Uh, time to get into the show because that's when people are going to start tailing off. Okay, so it's been two weeks. Uh, a lot has kind of happened in those two weeks, but also not a lot has happened. But last time I did the show was uh, the day before. Um, the Sam Gallatry concert, which of course I've been waiting for for months at this point. Um, and the show was pretty awesome, man. Um, it was really, it was just a great time. I was happy to be able to go and see one of my favorite artists in the world, you know. Um, and it was an interesting show because, um, well, for one, I went with some kid that I hadn't, you know, talked to since like freshman year of college. Um, and, you know, I, considering I'm like a socially anxious person, I think I handled it pretty well that night. Um, and it was, a, it was a good time overall. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, very, I'm very happy that I went. Um, the show was really good. Um, and it was weird because Sam did not announce an opener until like the, the day b before the show. And it was just some random DJ. And of course, one of my producer buddies who I know... Um, through one of my mutual friends, 
is like, oh, I know her. Like, you know, we used to like, you know, we go, went to college together, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we kind of, we kind of don't talk anymore. And it was, it was interesting because uh, she wasn't that bad. Like I, I looked her up. She only had like 300 followers and like 300 monthly listeners. And she didn't do too bad for a DJ set. But Sam was obviously the highlight. We got there pretty early because I wanted to be really close to the stage. Um, and of course, we were, you know, sanctioned to like, you know, the right side of the stage, we should have maybe gone a little closer because, of course, the subwoofer was, like, blaring in my ear all night. But it was really cool. I was really close to um, the stage, and that's what I wanted, and it was just really cool to be there. I don't even know if he was singing the whole time, to be honest with you. You know, his backing track was really loud. Um, But, I mean, he did some, like, unreleased stuff. He did the new EP. He did some of his classics from his last album, and Uh, He did like a little DJ set towards the end of it with some of his old, old um, instrumentals. And that was really, really cool. Um, Oh, and at the end of the show, he dapped me up. Uh, I haven't washed my hand uh, since that day. Uh, So it's been about 13 days now. It's getting a little gross and and gangly here. So, uh, no, I was just kidding. Uh, Guys, I I wash my hands. I go outside. I shower. I I do all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, so the show was really cool. And like I said about eight times now, it was a great opportunity and... You know, break from everything that had been going on in my life, and I think that was necessary. Um, so, um, that weekend, I also um, met another celebrity. Um, we we waited. We did try to wait after the show to see if he would come out, and he did, but really late because I was looking at like the Lincoln Hall story. That's where he played, and like you know, maybe two people met him. But my buddy, my producer buddy, got to meet him at his DJ set downtown uh, the next night. So that was really cool. Anyways, I think what was really cool was um, seeing Bob Odenkirk live up at Northwestern. So a buddy of mine, one of my really close friends from back home, he goes to DePaul. Um, you know, we're both pretty big fans of, of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and all, all that stuff. Um, and, you know, it was kind of like on my birthday, you know, I saw on Instagram Bob Odenkirk was going on tour and I noticed that he was doing like a, a set not like a set, but more like a conversation, a book tour event at Northwestern. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. Um, That's close, and I could go to that. Um, And, I mean, being a student is really cool because through the Chicago Humanities Festival, I think it was like $10 for students. I'm like, that's not even bad at all. Um, So I did that. That was really cool. Um, And it was hosted by, like, the guy from... Wait, wait, don't tell me, Peter Seagal. He was a good host. Um, yeah, it, it was him and his kids, and I think that was just really cool to kind of get to see that side of him. But the biggest moment of them all was he was doing a book signing afterwards. I bought the book in advance, kind of thinking, well, maybe there's a chance I could meet him. Just maybe there's a chance. And sure enough... They're like, he'll be doing a book signing afterwards at the beginning of the show. And I'm like, oh, no way. Um, so you bet your ass I waited about 45 minutes um, to go see Bob Odenkirk and meet him and his kids. Um, and that was really cool. So, you know, I remember like being in line. I wasn't honestly that nervous, you know, because I've met a lot of, I don't want to say I've met a lot of celebrities, but it's like, you know, it's Bob fucking Odenkirk, for God's sakes. I mean, I love Better Call Saul. I love Breaking Bad, like I said. And to just, like, see him five feet away from you is, like, really weird. And you don't really know, like, what to say. But I was, like, pretty quick. I gave him my book. He was like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And I was like, good. 
Thank you guys so much. Great show. Like, I wasn't going to be like, bro, I'm the biggest fan of Better Call Saul. Let me do the Chuck monologue right here, right now. Because, I mean, there were some people who were just there to, like, meet him. And look, I can't say that I wasn't. But at the same time, it was just a cool event. I just wanted to hear about the book. It's a kid's fucking poetry book. Will I ever read it? No. But, like... It's cool to see, like, him and his kids kind of, like, coming together and, and working on stuff. And, I mean, shit, I paid $25 to basically have a photo op with Bob Odenkirk and have his signature in a book. So, not that bad, to be honest with you. Um, so, I was really thankful to have that opportunity as well. And I would love to go back to another Chicago Humanities event in the future because, I mean, it was pretty well done. And they seem to have good guests and good people coming in, so... If there's one that catches my eye, maybe I'll go. And maybe I'll go to some more concerts. I'm, I think I'm done um, with uh, concerts for the year. Um, but at least this year. But next year, I'm sure there's some shows I'll go to. But for now, uh, not really too much that's catching my eye. And of course, I've been... It, it's funny because this episode, I have like, you know, five or six things that I want to talk about. But most of them come from like, you know, before this week. Because I mean, this last week or, or so, it's just been like non-stop work, you know, and it's funny only taking four classes, but I have like the most work, like for my capstone, I have like, you know, four stories due, or I've had them due, I had one due yesterday, one due tomorrow, today's Tuesday, um, and I'm recording this, and then another one due next week, and then one on Friday, and it's like, holy crap, like that's a lot, especially when like, you know, I have a research outline for my sociology class. And it's like eight pages, and it's not really like, well, you know, what are you really expected to find? It's like, a, you know, give your give your analysis and findings. It's like, well, there are no findings because I didn't really do any research. It's just like, uh, how does this work, you know? So a lot of confusion on that, you know, for my web design class. It's really easy. Like, I've done web design before, but it's like, you know, the first draft of your website due next week. It's like, I don't really have, like, three or four hours to, like, fuck around and, like, work on that. Obviously, I have 30 minutes a week to do a podcast and hours to go to the gym. But again, it's all about importance and things that you value. So um, I guess that's an interesting segue, I guess, because, um, you know, for um, for therapy and, of course, my therapist, I really like her. I think she's doing a really good job and uh, helping me out and making me kind of rethink how my brain works, which is cool. So for one of my, like, out-of-session, you know, activities, if you will, was to to find five values that mean the most to me. And I, I think it'd be cool to kind of talk about those and share like what, what I'm kind of thinking about in, in the world right now. And yeah, so I, I just thought that'd be a fun thing to talk about um, for real. Um, so values, so my top, my five picks were adventurous or adventurousness or sense of adventure, humor, um, responsibility, commitment, which I think are kind of the same but different. Um, and stability. So, you know, like I consider myself a pretty adventurous person despite having like social anxiety and, you know, all these, these things that might prevent me from like going out and doing things with people. Like I am totally okay just like going out by myself, whether that's eating out, like I've talked about in the past, whether that's like going to events by myself or concerts by myself or, or whatever, like I'd like to say I have a sense of adventure, and of course I, I benefit from that living here in Chicago because there's always something to do and there's always a new adventure to have, and 
Um, I just like to be open-minded to things because I feel like, I mean, I was raised that way, but I feel like as I got older, my family didn't seem as open-minded to things, but I kind of became open-minded. So it's kind of weird how that kind of progresses because when I was a kid, you know, I was like stupid, right? It's like I was like, oh, this sucks. You know, this is boring. And as I grow older and I kind of have a new appreciation for those things, you know, I think I value adventurousness a lot because, you know, I think it's important to be open-minded and bring yourself to new things and you grow as a person as a result. So that's why that's a big thing for me. I mean, humor obviously is a big one. I might not be the funniest guy in the world, but like... I value humor. Humor is kind of what gets me through my days, you know, like, I like to, you know, if, if the room is tense, I don't want to be in there and, like, be all serious. Like, if it's a tough scene, and it was funny, you know, I was out on Saturday and someone's like, oh, you're always the life of the party. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And it's like, well, you know, when you come into the studio every week, you know, you always have energy and we're really tired. I'm like, dog, you have no idea how tired I am. Like, I... I value humor and being energetic and having a lot of energy because, you know, if if I'm not feeling it, then it's, then why am I there? I want to have, a, that, that, that for me is a purpose and humor and energy is something I bring into every situation. Some people kind of think it's okay, some people think I'm a little annoying and that's okay at the end of the day, you know? Um, so that is humor and I think that's important when responsibility is another one, and so is commitment. I guess I'll talk about commitment first because I was talking about you know humor and energy. Commitment, commitment's a tough one because I think for me, and especially with all these like you know relationship follies and, and and friendship failures and all this all this stuff, like if you even show me like the slightest bit of attention, I will be loyal to you because I think loyalty is a huge huge part of commitment, right? It's like if you're committed to somebody. You know, I think, I think that's, that's, I, I don't like to like, you know, one day you have my attention and, and then another day, well, you know, now you don't. Um, so that's why I think commitment through and through is really important. And I think that's kind of shaped a couple of my, you know, my relationships recently because, you know, I don't know, like I was seeing this one girl for a little bit and obviously I'm not going to like throw her under the bus. She wasn't a bad person at all, but you know, it was, it was difficult because she was like neurodivergent like myself and it's obvi- obviously those being neurodivergent, it's not like one size fits all. It's it's very much like, it's very much a spectrum. People display different tendencies. They have different behaviors. And it's interesting to kind of be with somebody who thinks the same as you, but they are really, really very different. And, you know, it's it's hard to really match their energy, right? So like we went on a couple of dates. That's the girl I like, you know, watched Barbie with. That's, you know, the girl I kind of was seeing for a little bit. You know, we did some stuff and it was fun. But then she like, you know, goes away for two weeks. Her her grandpa dies, and you know, the energy just kind of felt lost. And I felt like, in my own mind, you know, I feel like this is a commitment of my time, and I feel like it's not really going anywhere as it was in the first few weeks. And also, you know, when we did try to, you know, I guess fool around, get physical, or whatever. You know, I I remember just, you know, one of the times we tried that, it's just like I, I just opened my eyes for like a split second and she looked really uncomfortable. And, you know, I've, I just stopped because I was like, you know, I had the wherewithal in me to be like, okay, she doesn't seem to be enjoying this, so stop. Um, and I was just like, she like kind of shut down on me. 
And that was really hard to kind of deal with because it's like, you know, like she just was like, oh, well, I, I have trauma. And I'm like, well, that's okay. Like, I, like I, you know, I would really appreciate it if you'd be communicative about that and just don't like, like, it's really hard to do that. I understand. But like, again, commitment is important to me. And if like, you know, I, I, I like, I'm not, not necessarily saying that the physical component was the most important thing, but I'm just, it's something that, you know, also caught my mind. It's like, this is a commitment of my time. If you don't really want to like do anything else other than like sit and cuddle on my couch and watch the TV shows and shit that you want to watch and it's all your idea and I'm just kind of there just so you can have, you know, kind of use me for energy. It's like, I don't know, like that's not really a, a valuable use of my time. So that is why I, um, you know, just called it off because I, and look, I, I, might have not done it at the best time because, I mean, look, I texted her the day after her grandpa's funeral. That was kind of my my bad. But at the same time, we were going to hang out that Sunday, which I think was probably like, I don't know, two weeks ago now. Um, and I was like, yeah, I can't like do this. I can't fake interest for another five days. I go through another five days of dry texting just to hang out this weekend, not enjoy it, and then call it off, like, I don't know, like, what's worse, like, texting her, like, not the best time, but being honest, or, like, not being honest, but then kind of breaking it to her gently, like, again, that's also why responsibility is a big part of my life as well, right, commitment and responsibility, they seem the same, but they're also different, it's my responsibility to be honest with people and, and tell them when things are wrong. It's my responsibility to to be be certain places and spend time with people and, and take care of my own shit, you know? And that includes having uncomfortable conversations. And, like, you know, it was really weird because, like, I got two really different responses from her, right? Because, you know, at first she was like, honestly, yeah, I'm feeling the same. And, like, you know, because I told her basically, like, hey, like, I don't really see this going much further, like you know, I'm sorry, like, I just, you know, I'd like to really, you know, keep in touch if you want, and she's like, well, what does that look like, are you just saying that to be nice, I'm like, no, like, I mean, I'd like to just keep in touch, but I just don't think I, I see myself getting into a, a, a relationship with you, because I think there's a difference between, like, you know, texting somebody and keeping in touch with them, just being a, a girl or whatever, than, than actually dating them and seeing them on a regular basis, you know, and that's kind of what I was implying, and then, then the whole attitude changed, it was more or less like, well, I'm really turned off by the fact that you did this. You have, you know, your lack of empathy is just shocking. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, I went into it kind of having it, or thinking it would have been one of two ways. It would have been, okay, I understand. Or, oh, I completely hate your guts, as we just experienced. But I wasn't expecting it to, like, shift so quickly. Like, you got to, like, make up your mind. You can't have it both ways. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't feeling it either. But actually, that pisses me off that you rejected me. It's like, that, like, what? Like, oh, like, yeah, I don't want to see you either, but why did you reject me? It's like, like, why are we asking these questions? It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, so commitment and responsibility, that was really long-winded in a rant, but also fills up some time here on the show. Um, so yeah, that was, that was tough, uh, for sure, uh, to have to kind of go through that and you know, kind of feel like, damn, well, I'm kind of an asshole and, and all that stuff. So nothing I'm not used to though, I guess. Um, 
So, and then stability was the last one. I just want to have stability in my life, you know, like, I, I feel like right now it's just really chaotic with like, especially now it's my last year of college. So it's like, you know, like this week I've started editing like my demo reel, like, and, you know, sending it out to like people that I know, like, Hey, does this look good? Hey, what clips do you think I should put in here? You know, what, what do you think is important? And, um, you know, like, I, I feel like it's just like every day is just, it's not like a routine really. It's like, you know, some days I'll like go to class and come home and really have nothing to do. Or like some days it's like, I'm busy wall to wall and I just, it's just, I just want a more stable life. Like I feel like right now it's just really all over the place. So I value stability. Like I value, again, stability in relationships. Like is the person that I fall asleep talking to the same person I'm going to wake up to? And I'm seeing that right now with somebody, right? And obviously I'm talking to them and I don't know if they're going to listen to this, but if you are, whoops. Um, you know, just this girl that I've kind of known for a while. Um, you know, she kind of came back in my life and, um, yeah, it was really weird because, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I want to come, you know, because she, of course, so, okay, long story short, I don't even know why I'm spending so much time. Again, of course, it all talks about being down bad and down bads and whatever. So it works. It makes sense. I have a method behind the madness. Um, yeah, so basically, like, you know, we started talking, like, I think two weeks ago after the Browns game, right? The Browns won, like on a last second missed field goal by the 49ers. And, you know, I was live streaming the game because I was going to go to old, go to old crow, but uh, I didn't because I thought we were going to lose by 50 to San Francisco. Um, but of course it ended up being our best game of the season. Regardless, she was watching the stream and, you know, I was kind of being a little sneaky. Cause like, I mean, I saw her watching it and she was tuning in and whatever. So, you know, you throw them a little, little bait, right? Like, you know, you do the whole like the Instagram story thing, and then she replies on yours, you start talking, and then shit escalates from there, I guess. And it was really weird because she's like, I was kind of like, oh, you should come watch football with me. And she's like, oh, maybe next weekend. But, of course, she was having, like, a party this weekend. And, you know, like, you know, she she texted me that more. Like, I told her, like, hey, like, I'm going to be here. Like, just let me just come by whenever. And she's like, okay. I'm still kind of hungover. Let me know. Like, I'll let you know how I'm feeling. And I was like, okay. And that's fine. But my issue was, I think she was very clearly avoiding trying to have a conversation with me because, you know, magically for three hours, she fell asleep. And in that time that she was quote asleep, she looked at my Snapchat stories and my Instagram stories. Like it's bullshit. Like it's a really immature excuse. And she's like, sorry, I fell asleep. Like you think... Like, people either must think I'm stupid or they're going to hurt my feelings by telling me no. And look, I might be a little stupid. I might be. I might just be. But I think it's pretty hard to hurt my feelings. Obviously, feelings have been hurt on this show before, and that's okay. But, like, if you're just going to tell me no, you don't want to go, it's like, okay, whatever, that's fine, no sweat. And of course, today just so happens to be the one year anniversary of the fucking, you know, MVP numbers, you know, video that, that blew up on fucking, you know, our, our LUC Chicks Instagram, right? And of course, all the fallout that happened from that, right? Like, you know, like, you rejected me, which is fine, but you also, like, basically made me waste, like, $60 on a lunch, like, you didn't enjoy, and you weren't going to enjoy, and you didn't bother, like, reciprocating or doing anything like that. That's where I, I kind of get a little upset. This I don't really care about. I'm just like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And I think she knew, like, I could smell the bullshit. And she's like, sorry, you know, I want to see you. So yada, yada, yada. Stability is the last value. Um, 
that I think is important to me. So let's shift into celebrity status now. So of course, I talked about that video um, on Instagram, the, the the infamous MVP numbers uh, TikTok that got me in a little bit of trouble. It was nominated for like the Down Baz Award. Um, so some of you guys might know that one. I know it very well. It was the most viewed video on the Chicks page until um, until um, this past you know semester. Somebody came up with a new idea. And it got like 60,000 views. So I held it for about a year. I was pretty happy with that. But on Barstool Blurs, I now hold the most viewed video of all time. And of course, another date story here, funny enough, is um, so I, I kind of went on one date with this girl. And, you know, she kind of, you know, threw me the bone like, oh, you should film this outside of McGee's. And I was like, okay, why not? And, you know, I did it in one take. It's like, hey, guy, like McGee's is like the trashy, trashy bar in Chicago. Like, it's not, like, a nice bar. I've never been, which is even funnier. Um, but, um, you know, I think, you know, I I was just like, why not? Let's do it. Like, I think it was just, like, a little funny thing. I didn't think anything would come of it. But, of course, this video is, like, blown up in the last, like, four weeks. Like, I think it, the last time I checked, it's at, like, 160,000, which is crazy. Like, I never thought a video I'd make would get that big for, like, a, you know, a school account, right? Because it's like, obviously I've had like TikTok fame in the past, but like, you know, it's like literally like on a barstool account. It's like, holy crap, like that's crazy. Like you're reaching so many more people that are like your age on a regular basis. And there are some fucking baddies reposting that video, man. I'm like, damn, like, I don't know IDMs once in a while, you know? Like, you, you know where to find me. I mean, anyways, I, I just, I just. Anyways, yeah, that the one date was just one date, whatever. We filmed it. We hung out for a little bit. Doesn't matter. The date doesn't matter. It happened. It's over. Wasn't really feeling the, the same connection we had over text, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the video blew up and now I'm like a campus celebrity again. Because it's really weird because I like went to my sociology class one day and some girl who sits like two rows in front of me, like she starts like saying something to me. Like, I'm sorry, what? And, and she was like, oh, that video of you on Barstool was really funny. And I was like, oh, the McGee's one? And she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. And like, I was like, I had no idea it was blown up, but like I started doing that and everyone was blown up my phone. So it's really weird kind of being known as like the McGee's guy now, you know, because like, you know, people are probably going to just see my face and be like, oh, that's, that's the guy who was featured in the McGee's video. And I was like, yep, that's me. Um, so yeah, the celebrity status is kind of funny, especially now it's in a different sense. It's not like I'm, I'm known for being like MC Helen Keller, you know, ah, I'm deaf and blind people, ah, you know, so anyways, um, I'll finish it with just one last. I know I've talked a ton about women on this episode, and I don't know why. It's just it just so happens to have a lot of implications on my my relationships and my dating life and whatever because I chose to talk about my values. Um, so I went out for like my buddy's like um, you know his birthday party was you know this weekend. So I went and you know we just went bar hopping or we were going to, but we just ended up going to like the dive bar up the street. For me, and you know, we hung out there. But of course, um, you know, my ex, like summer fling, was there. And in my mind, I was kind of like, "Well, shit. I mean, I'm gonna have to talk to her. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen." And I mean, I wasn't like super anxious or you know, like nervous about it. I just knew it was gonna happen. So I was just like, "Okay, like, whatever." Um, also, I dropped my phone in like the the bar's urinal that night. It was really gross. Um, so not my brightest moment, but like, I'm like, so like, I'm like kind of anxious at the same time because it's like, I'm not paying attention. Of course, elbow moves and 
phone drops, blah, blah, blah. Phone's okay, though, thank God. Um, but anyways, you know, the whole, like, pregame, like, all the guys are just, like, huddled in a circle, and there's, like, three girls there. And she and my friend's girlfriend, who, like, it's very weird because they're all close. Like, my, you know, my the guy who invited me, he's, like, my executive producer for Rainbow Sports Locker, so I know him very well. And his girlfriend is very close with my with my ex. So it's a very weird dynamic. And, you know, I kind of talked to him about that like a while ago. I was like, oh, isn't she going to be there? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I kind of forgot about that. Um, I was like, okay, that's cool. Because um, I was just like, whatever. So we didn't talk the whole pregame. And then we get to the bar. And I talked to, like, you know, my friend's girlfriend for a second. I was like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And she's like, sir, are you even going to acknowledge her? And I was like... I mean, there wasn't really a good time. I mean, you guys were, like, sitting in your, you know, your room for fucking, like, an hour doing God knows what in there, you know? And how was I supposed to say hello? You guys were doing your own thing. I'm like, I'll just do it right now. She's like, no, you don't have to. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I just got it out of the way. Um, and that was that. Like, and you know, we talked for a little bit. You know, we played darts, you know. But it's really weird. And I could just be reading way the fuck into this, which I probably always do. Um is, you know, despite us kind of, like, not being together anymore, like, the dynamic that we had when we were, like, talking and whatever, it, like, it feels like it didn't die off, you know? Like, we could just still, like, you know, kind of flirt around, fuck with each other or whatever, and it was just the same, and it felt so bizarre because it's, like, I don't know. Part of me just thinks, like, if only, you know, like, if only, like, I had another shot if only I didn't say this or say that or whatever that made her change her opinion. Or maybe she just wanted just a summer fling. I don't know. And I don't want to badmouth this person. She's wonderful. The split was amicable. There's really... It's honestly better for me because, like, I don't have to, like, worry about, like, seeing her in public or anything because it's, like, we're on good terms. But I think for me, part of me is just, like, I'm over it. But, again, it's just, like, if only or what if. You know, like, it just feels really weird to, like, I don't know, still feel like you guys could be together, but you're not. Yeah, it's just a really bizarre feeling. So, and then of course, as I'm leaving, I mean, this woman has still clearly some kind of hold on me. Like she was just sitting by herself and I just quickly went over. I like had a stroke trying to get out the phrase, hey, I'm going to leave now. It was good to see you. It was like, hey, like I, <laughs> I mean, literally, I just completely flubbed the line. And she was like, oh, you know, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yeah. And I just, you know, embraced her. And I was like, hey, it's good to see you're doing well. Like, I think it was a class act gentlemanly move on my part. There was no spite. Everything went well. And I think that's all you can ask for. And like I said, I'm glad that I'm on good terms with at least one of my exes, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, it's hard to, like, kind of not necessarily have feelings, but just, like, kind of have that on the back of your mind. Like, damn, like, we could have been together. Um, so, anyways... Long episode, a lot of different shit being thrown at you. It's been about 30 minutes of this nonsense, so um, we'll call it here. Um, obviously, thank you guys so much again for listening. I appreciate your time. Episodes drop every Friday, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Um, big Browns game on Sunday. The Sabres need to start picking up their shit. I wanted to quickly talk about sports, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Spent too much time talking, and I'm going to leave it at that, like I said. Um, so... See you next week, guys. Thank you so much. And, um, Olivia Dunn and the Ohio Rizzlers and their skibbity toilets and 
Kai Sinat, level 7 Gat, Riz, dies now.